Hi, I'm John Hill, pastor of Flint Hill United Methodist Church in Alexander City, and I want to welcome you to our radio program, Grounded. For the next 30 minutes, we hope to bring you God's message in a way that connects with you wherever you may be today. We hope that you enjoy and find yourself a little more grounded in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. In life, it's important that we have people to lean on. For a Christian, that means a loving, caring, and compassionate church family. Flint Hill United Methodist Church in Alexander City invites you to come experience the warmth and companionship of a loving church home. Flint Hill United Methodist Church exists to be a lighthouse and a life-saving station through Christian outreach. We offer a nursery, children and youth programs, outreach ministries, small group Bible study, volunteer opportunities, and more. All visitors are welcome. Services begin at 1045 on Sunday mornings at Flint Hill United Methodist Church. 2858 Flint Hill Road, just off Old Dateville Road in Alex City. For more information, look up Flint Hill Church on Facebook or visit our website at flinthillumc.com. This is Grounded with Pastor John Hill, an outreach ministry of Flint Hill United Methodist Church in Alexander City, Alabama. In today's message, Pastor John continues his sermon series on a character study of David with a look at friendship on Grounded from Flint Hill United Methodist Church. Making friends is extremely important. It can help you in your spiritual journey. It can assist you and help you grow along your faith path. A friend can be there to pray with you. A friend can be there to wrap their arms around you when you're going through something very difficult. A friend can be the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. And in the scripture that we see today, we see a wonderful biblical example of what a friendship should be like. And it's probably the best biblical example that we have, and it's the friendship between Jonathan and David. Remember, we started last week on a series about David, and we talked about him slaying the giant Goliath, and everybody is abuzz about David slaying the giant Goliath. As a matter of fact, when they come back in, the women are cheering. Now that is really, let me let you ladies in on a little secret, that is every man's dream, is to come back in and have women cheering. It hardly ever happens to us, and so we enjoy it when it does. But we don't like it when we think we should be getting more cheers than the other person, and when the ladies are cheering, Saul has killed thousands, but David has killed tens of thousands, it kind of gets a little bit on Saul's nerves. Actually, not a little bit. It gets a lot on Saul's nerves, as it probably would the rest of the guys in here. But what happens is, is that Saul has a son by the name of Jonathan. And if you look at the lineage of Saul, Jonathan theoretically should be the next in line for the kingship. 
Uh, and yet, so, Jonathan becomes really good friends with the person who has been anointed to become the next king, and that's, king, that's David. And so, they form a fast friendship here. David and Jonathan uh, are friends. Saul is getting really upset with David. Okay? Saul is really getting upset with David because David is getting all the glory. And this is driving Saul closer and closer to the edge to the point where King Saul says, I'm going to get rid of this guy. And you remember, David had, had kind of gotten a job as soothing Saul and he brings his harp and he plays his instrument for Saul and it calms him down. Well, most of the time that worked, but sometimes it didn't. And, and when Saul would get in these fits of rage, David may be sitting there playing, and all of a sudden Saul would chunk a spear at his head, and he'd have to duck and get, get out of the way of the spear. Uh, not a good relationship, not a good thing to be in. Um, and then Jonathan comes through, and Jonathan actually saves Saul, because Saul goes to some of his top generals and some of his top men, and he goes to Jonathan, and he said, I've got to do something about David. Uh, David is getting way out of hand, and i got to do something about David. And so he enlists Jonathan, and Jonathan sits his dad down, and he says, Dad, he hasn't done anything. Why do you want to kill him? I mean, he really hasn't done anything. And so Jonathan comes, and, and he kind of calms his dad down, and his dad says, You know what? You're right. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go, go after David. And yet Saul goes back. On his word. And again, this anger builds up in Saul's heart. And he says, you know what? I think I'm going to have David marry my daughter. Now, I'm not real sure how he was going to kill him by marrying his daughter. But uh, anyway, that's um, he had a plan. He had a plan. Actually, his plan, he knew that David would refuse. Uh, and so Saul sent these men to talk to David. And tell him, hey, the king's daughter really likes you. And David said, but who am I? I'm just a servant. I mean, you know. And so Saul gets back word to this, and, and he sends him out again. And, and he really wants you to, to be with his daughter. And what you need to do is you need to go out and kill a hundred Philistines. Remember, this is where Goliath came from. And so he sends David out to kill a hundred Philistines, thinking David's going to get killed. Well, guess what? David goes out and kills 100 Philistines and comes back and takes Saul's daughter as his wife. This makes Saul even matter. And so Saul's just kind of gradually, I mean, this, this kettle is just boiling, okay? And Jonathan is called in to protect David one more time. Welcome back to Grounded from Flint Hill United Methodist Church with Pastor John Hill, who joins us now. John, friendship's very important to us in many different aspects of life. Yeah, they are. I, you know, Jeremy, I tell my kids all the time that the person you're going to be in five years is greatly determined by the people that you hang out with. I have found that to be true in my life uh, when I'm hanging out with uh, people who have good integrity who are honest, who help me become a better person, then I do become a better person. When I hang out with people who don't have those qualities, then I find myself slipping, and I find myself slipping in my faith journey. Let's continue now with today's message, The Importance of Friendships, Ungrounded, from Flint Hill United Methodist Church.
And this is where the Scripture comes into play. And it talks about the four qualities of a friend. Now, you can add other qualities to this, but these are the qualities that we find in Jonathan's relationship with King David. David fled from Noth to Ramah and came to Jonathan and he asked, What have I done? You see, the first thing I want to point out to you in this is David came to Jonathan and he asked Jonathan to be honest with him. You see, the first quality of a friend is accountability. And what accountability is, is you voluntarily, understand that word right there, you're giving someone another person, the authority to question you or correct you and hold you responsible for your conduct. When Jill and I got married, I gave Jill the password to every computer I had. She's even got the passwords to my cell phones and everything else. She can go on any of my stuff at any point in time and take a look and see where I've been, see what I've been looking at, see what I have been texting and who I've been texting and what I've been saying. She has my permission to do that. And what that did was that helped her and I to build our relationship as husband and wife even stronger. So voluntarily giving another person authority to question you or correct you or to hold you responsible for your conduct. Now what I didn't tell you folks is I gave Jill all the passwords and stuff to all my stuff. But what you don't understand is I can't remember my passwords anyway. Full disclosure here, I had to give them to her just so I could go to her and say, hey, what's my password for this? <laughs> the next quality of a friend, or the next part of our scripture that goes to that next quality of a friend is, Jonathan said to him, no, you won't die. Listen, my father doesn't do anything great or small without telling me, so why would he hide this matter from me? This can't be true. David said, your father certainly knows that you've come to look favorably on me. And so it's understandably that you're not going to know. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. The first quality of a friend is accountability. The second quality of a friend is is love. If you don't love your friends, you don't have a friendship. The difference between an acquaintance and a friend is someone who's willing to love you as much as they love themselves. You see, because I've lived a time in my life when nobody meant anything to me except what they could do for me. When I developed my walk with God, that's when I quit looking at myself first. Jonathan said to David, whatever you say, I will do for you in that scripture. Even if it costs me my life. Remember, Saul is going crazy in, in a few chapters. Okay, and he's ready to kill anything and anybody that, that comes between him and David. And that includes his own son, Jonathan. As a matter of fact, when Jonathan sticks up for David the next time, he gets a spear chunked at his head. Whatever you say, I'll do for you. There's loyalty there. 
I see young people get into trouble all the time. It's just something y'all go through. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. And then I'll see all of their buddies go, see you later. I'm out of here. But how many times do you see even adults do that who are not willing to stand up for somebody who's supposed to be their friend, who's supposed to be there and, and be, uh, you know, I've seen people who are willing to let somebody else take the blame for something that they did. Is that a true friend? No, that's not a true friend. But you know what? It happens all the time. And what, what worries me and what scares me and what just disappoints me the most is when I see that person who has been run out on and left holding the bag when they are okay with that. There's something wrong with that. Because they've got a mixed up view of what a friend is. It's someone who will be there with you. Not necessarily to agree with you. And not necessarily to tell you, yeah, you did the right thing when you did the wrong thing. But just saying, you know what? You messed up, but I'm here to support you. I'm going to stand beside you. I'm going to walk through this with you. See, that's what a true friend does. And that's what Jonathan was doing with David. He was walking through this hard time in David's life with him. And that, folks, is what they call loyalty. You know, one of the commercials that I can't stand is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You ever seen that commercial? Oh, come on now, y'all. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not asking you if you've been to Vegas. I'm just asking you if you've seen the commercial. Have you seen the commercial? Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Everybody's like, Vegas. I saw people going, shh. Hush, he's going to call on you, make you testify. I don't like that commercial because what that commercial implies to me is that you've gone to Vegas and there's somebody important in your life left at home and you're going to do something that you can't tell them about. You see, that's not loyalty. That's not loyalty at all. Um, if, you ha if you're going to go someplace and you can't come back and tell your friend, your spouse, the person that means the most to you in life, everything that happened, then you don't need to go. Too many times we're trying to live compartmental lives. And what it does is it destroys relationships. It doesn't build relationships up. It destroys them. If you can't share everything about what you're talking about with the significant person in your life, then you've got some work to do. Last thing or the last piece of scripture that, or that, as we wrap this up, Jonathan then said to David, Go in the assurance the two of us pledged in the name of the Lord when we said, The Lord will be a witness between you and me and between my offsprings and your offsprings forever. And then David left, and Jonathan went into the city. Let, let me bring another one uh, in here to you. is faith. Four qualities to being a friend. Accountability. Love, loyalty, and faith. You don't think faith plays a part in your relationships? It plays a big part in your relationships. Or it should. It should. You see, David and Jonathan shared a very common bond in their faith in God. Both of them had this faith in God, and, and, and what that faith in God did was it solidified their relationship. And 
in your walks, in your relationships, in your friendships, in your marriages, the faith part of it will solidify that relationship for you also. Welcome back to Grounded from Flint Hill United Methodist Church with Pastor John Hill. John, the four qualities of friendship that you discuss seem to be something that we should consider in all of our relationships. Every relationship should be a relationship that builds you up, that helps you become a better disciple, a a better Christian, a better person, a better dad. And these four uh, qualities of friendship, you know, we need to be held accountable uh, when, whenever I'm not held accountable, I find myself slipping. I find myself doing things that I shouldn't be doing. Uh, and uh, those who you call a friend should have your permission to hold you accountable. Someone who loves you. Uh, so many times I see people get involved in relationships where the per- other person cares more about themselves than they care about you. And uh, it's so important uh, that you find someone who truly cares about you and truly loves you for who you are. The loyalty, those who will stick with you, uh, those who will be there by your side through thick and thin, uh, because we all face those times in life where where everything seems to be coming down upon us, and we need those people who will stick beside us. And a strong faith. Uh, whenever we measure our friends, uh, one of the first criteria we are to look at is where is their faith journey, because if they're on a different road, a different path um, spiritually than we are, uh, where's that going to lead us? And we'll be back with the conclusion of today's message right after this. In life, it's important that we have people to lean on. For a Christian, that means a loving, caring, and compassionate church family. Flint Hill United Methodist Church in Alexander City invites you to come experience the warmth and companionship of a loving church home. Flint Hill United Methodist Church exists to be a lighthouse and a life-saving station through Christian Outreach. We offer a nursery, children and youth programs, outreach ministries, small group Bible study, volunteer opportunities, and more. All visitors are welcome. Services begin at 1045 on Sunday mornings at Flint Hill United Methodist Church, 2858 Flint Hill Road, just off Old Dadeville Road in Alex City. For more information, look up Flint Hill Church on Facebook or visit our website at flinthillumc.com. Welcome back to Grounded with Pastor John Hill. John, as we evaluate our friendships in life, is it equally important to evaluate our role in the friendship as it is the other person? It is. uh, It's it's equally uh, as important to evaluate our role in a relationship and to apply these four criteria because if we don't hold up our end of the bargain, then we're not applying ourselves to the relationship. And in any relationship, it needs to be 100%, 100%. There is no 50-50 where you give 50% and I give 50% and that makes up 100%. In any relationship, whether it be a friendship, whether it be a marriage, whether it be a significant other, each person has to give 100% to that relationship. Now, the conclusion of today's message, The Importance of Friendships, Ungrounded, from Flint Hill United Methodist Church. Four qualities to being a friend. Accountability, love, loyalty, and faith. Be careful. Now, especially to those who are looking at making friends and things like that, be careful who you choose as your friends. Remember I told you earlier that 
the person you're going to be in five years is greatly determined by the people you hang out with? Well, here's 2 Corinthians. This is Paul writing. And he says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? You see, again, you need to be very careful as to who you choose to be your friends. And if your best friend is someone who's un, an unbeliever, you're, you're, you're in for, uh, you're going down a path that, that's very dangerous. This is scriptural. Okay, this is not John talk. This is scriptural. You're going down a path that's very, very dangerous for you and for your faith journey because you need all four of those to have a true relationship. You need the trust, you need the accountability, you need the loyalty, but you need the faith to make it a true relationship. And without that, without that, what happens is, is you begin compromising. Folks, let me tell you something. Your faith is the greatest thing you have in life. Okay? Your faith in Jesus Christ, your faith in God is the greatest thing that you have. It is the one thing in life that will never that will, that will never, can never be taken away from you and it will never go away unless you let it, unless you compromise it. And the best way to compromise that faith is to partner up, to date, to marry someone who's an unbeliever. You don't date or marry someone who's an unbeliever thinking, okay, I can convert them. Okay, Again, that's usually... 9.9 times out of 10, not going to work. Okay, So you have to be very selective. Does that mean that you, you can't hang out with them and things like that? You, no, that doesn't mean that. We're called to do that. But I'm talking about bringing them in to the closest part of you that you can bring in, which is where you bring true friends and you bring spouses and you bring those you're in relationships with. You've got to be very careful about that because very quickly you'll find yourself and you won't be feeding yourself. You won't be spiritually feeding yourself. You won't be going to church. You won't be reading your scriptures like you have been. You won't be doing this. You won't be doing that. And, 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 and it lays it out in the, in the Bible black and white. Be very careful about the friendships that you choose. You see, what made one of the things that made David and, and Jonathan's relationship so special was that they both had a true godly faith and when you match up with someone else who has a true godly faith and is growing in their walk with Jesus Christ what happens is it will strengthen your walk with Jesus Christ does that make sense when you match like and like when you when you you match up somebody who's growing and you're growing and then you can help each other grow but when you're trying to grow and the other person's not and you want to pray, and the other person doesn't believe in prayer, when you're going through the tragedy and you need somebody to read Scripture to you or be a, 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 a rock for you, and they can't be because they're not grounded in the faith as you are, then you've got problems. So it's vitally important, and I'm speaking a lot here this morning, especially on this third row right here of youth and, and all the other youth who are making up this congregation, because you are choosing your friends now. And you're choosing friends who may become lifelong friends. And it's so vital that you do this 
with the right perspective in mind. But it's not just for you. Don't think that I'm just preaching to the youth this morning. I'm preaching to everybody because we adults do the same thing. Do we not? We can often find ourselves in a relationship with somebody we have no business being in a relationship with. See, we need a, new, a true friend. Who's your Jonathan? Who's your Jonathan? Who's the one who has your back? Who's the one that's always going to be honest with you? Who's the one that you trust enough to hold you accountable? Who's the one who's going to love you as much as they love themselves, if not more? Who is that for you and your life? And who are you willing to do all those things for? Welcome back to Grounded from Flint Hill United Methodist Church with Pastor John Hill. John, how important is it to our life, how we value our friendships, and how we approach those friendships? It is of extreme importance to our spiritual life uh, to have friends. And it's of extreme importance in our spiritual life to have those relationships such as a a church, um, a church family, uh, a group of people who can be there with you, who can walk through life. Because the fact of the matter is, is life is going to throw you some curveballs. The fact of the matter is, is that life is oftentimes tough. We face challenges. We face struggles. We deal with disease. We deal with death. We deal with hard times at work, and we deal with marital issues. And to have someone who can walk beside you that you can trust, that you know loves you, that you know is loyal to you, that you know has the same faith values that you have and will hold you accountable in your own relationships. That's someone who will stand beside you, who will walk with you through these tough times of life and who will be there and can be the hands and the feet of Christ for you. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for those friends in our life. We thank you for those who have the courage to hold us accountable, to love us, to be loyal to us, and to journey along our faith path with us. Gracious God, help us to grow. Uh, Help us to choose friends wisely. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I believe that one of the greatest strengths of the church is each other. When asked what is special about Flint Hill, the response that is given most often is that we are a family. We are a family of faith. One who cares about each other, walks with each other through the low points and the high points of life. A family whose foremost desire is to grow as the body, to be all that God has called us to be. Come and experience Flint Hill and find a faith family. You've been listening to Grounded, an outreach ministry of Flint Hill United Methodist Church in Alexander City, Alabama, with Pastor John Hill. We thank you for listening and invite you to join us at Flint Hill United Methodist Church at 1045 on Sunday mornings. For more information, look up Flint Hill Church on Facebook or www.flinthillumc.com. And join us again next time for Grounded from Flint Hill United Methodist Church.